Okay, so like I was saying, we're starting off with prayers this year. And um, I was trying to explain why we are praying. And I know that it's a very common thing, especially in Nigeria, and not just Nigeria, actually, churches around the world, which is a very good practice to start off the year with praying and waiting upon the Lord. And um, um, that's how it should be for every season. Um, I know we started, we typically start off the calendar year with prayers and fastings. You know, many churches do that. Um, and that's something I encourage you to do in your personal um, life as well, even if your church isn't doing it. All right. Um, but we not only do we start calendar year, calendar time with prayer and fasting, but we also begin seasons with prayer and fasting. Okay. Um, the Bible says in Genesis chapter one, that Genesis chapter one, verse one says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Um, and I want to take that first phrase in, in the beginning, God. So everything that begins must begin with God. And it's the same thing John chapter 1 verse 1 says when he says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So in the beginning was that word, all right? And the beginning started with God. But how do we get the word to begin the year or how do we get the word to begin that season? Uh, that's where we go into the place of prayer. And there are so many examples from scriptures, but just looking at Jesus um, alone, when he started or when he was going to start off his ministry, the Bible says that he, after, after the announcement, the powerful announcement, and you need to think about this. There was a powerful announcement that came over Jesus's life um, when he went to, to the Jordan to, to be baptized by John. And John proclaimed and says, said to everyone in public, and remember at that time, this was the whole city coming to John in at the Jordan to become baptized. Even Pharisees and, and rulers of the law, they came to John for him to baptize them. And in the presence of these people, John made an announcement and says, this man right here is the, is the son of God. He's the lamb who will take away the sins of the world. That was a very public announcement. And in fact, it, it was almost like if we should translate it into today's into today's um, day and time, just imagine maybe someone like um, Pastor Adeboye, all right, Daddy Gio, coming to make an announcement over your life and says, look at this young man or look at this young woman. He's the person that is going to take the gospel to the ends of the world. And that is a public, annu that's public announcement. That is free PR. That is, you can almost go and start your ministry the next day and your church will be packed, all right, based on that announcement. But Jesus understood something different. He understood that when there's a proclamation, you start off everything by prayers, not by action first. You start off every season by prayers. And so the Bible says from after that, the, the spirit of God drives, drives Jesus into the wilderness um, to be tempted of the devil. And then he fasted 40 days and he was hungry and we know the rest of the story. But my point is that Jesus didn't start after there was a, a, an open proclam proclamation of God's um, agenda for his life. Jesus started only after he had secured that prophetic declaration in the place of prayer. And I know for many of us, we have received prophetic declarations from our churches in our personal lives concerning the year. This year is going to be fantastic. This year is going to be amazing and all of that. But you don't begin until prayer has gone ahead of you. You do not begin until prayer has gone ahead of you. And that's why I want to stick out this um, whole month to spend time praying. And I know um, as a community, we are not, or we have not declared a fast yet. Who knows? We might declare one before the end of the year or end of the month. But 
even in your personal um, time, take out personal life, right? Take out time to fast and to pray. So what we're going to do is every Tuesday of this month, we will spend time just praying over the year, praying over our lives, praying over God's agenda, praying over the things that he has in store for us because nothing begins until prayer has gone ahead. Okay? Uh, if we're in a fiscal space, I would have said, turn to your neighbor and tell him or her that nothing begins until prayer has gone ahead of you. All right? So um, this is why I want us to start, to start off with prayer. Okay? And it will amaze you how much you can change and significantly influence just by giving out some time to pray. Okay. And a lot of times people, people talk out of excitement at the beginning of the year, how the year would go. And it's good to be positive and optimistic, but you know, as Christians, we're not called to be optimistic alone. We're called to be prophetic. And being prophetic is different. Being optimistic just simply means you have a positive mind towards things, to a, a, a positive outlook towards things, which is healthy. As a human being, that's good for your soul, it's good. But you don't change things by optimism, you change things by prophecy. And in prophecy, you don't prophesy what you feel like, or you don't prophesy what you hope or wish. In prophecy, you prophesy as you, as you, as you hear, as God tells you, that's what... That's what you, what you prophesy, and that's what makes your prophecy powerful. So we need to put ourselves in a position where we can hear what God is saying so that when we declare it, we're prophesying life into the earth. We're not just saying things that, oh, I, I this year, I hope, I wish this year will be a great year for me. I wish this year I will increase on all sides. You can be optimistic, but that is not prophecy. Optim opti optimism doesn't change things. It is prophecy that changes things. And you can only be prophetic when you hear from God, when you are in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's what um, John's experience was. He said, I was in the spirit on the, Lord, on the Lord's day and I heard. So you only hear when you, you position yourself in the spirit. And that's why I want us to take our time to pray so that we can position ourselves in the spirit and hear what God is saying to us. Habakkuk chapter, um, chapter 2. Um, Habakkuk, um, chapter chapter two, now I believe. Um, just a minute. Okay, there you go. Habakkuk chapter two and verse one. All right, please open there quickly if you are there. Habakkuk chapter two, verse one. Look at what he says. I will stand upon my watch. Remember Jesus Christ said, watch and pray. Okay? So he says, I will stand upon my watch. And what this tells us is that from Jesus' comments to his disciples, watching and praying go hand in hand. So I believe when Habakkuk says, I will stand upon my watch, I believe he, that was prayer was included in that, in that practice. So he says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon set me upon the tower and we'll watch to see what he will say to me and this is what our prayer is we are watching to see what god will say to us for this year for our lives for the next set of assignment um, assignment he has for us for the things that are, 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 are upon our hearts we are watching to see what he will say to us and what i shall answer when i am reproved and then verse two says, and the Lord answered 
me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon the tables. So when we stand upon our watch, God begins to answer. He begins to bring clarity. He begins to um, clarify visions upon our hearts. Maybe last year you felt a moving in your spirit about something particular, but you are not so sure. You don't know what it was about. This is the time to watch and pray over that thing so that God can make the vision plain to you and so that you can run with it. All right. So Habakkuk says, I will stand upon my watch and and set me upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say unto me. And Jesus Christ says, the way you watch is by watching and praying. So this is the foundation of why we are praying. And I thought to just give us context so that when we pray, it won't be, it, 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 it won't be because we don't have what to share. No, but it's because we want to first find the mind of God concerning the various areas of our lives. And then we can run, we can run. See, vision precedes speed. I know that many times we start off the year to say, God will grant us speed this year. And I say amen to that. But amen only after you have received the vision. Because if you have no vision you and you have speed, you will run in the wrong direction very fast. And that in itself is a problem. So vision precedes speed. And so while we have the promise of speed from God, I want us to first seek the, um, the face of God to give us that vision for the year. Give us the vision for our families. Give us the vision for our jobs. Give us the vision for our careers. And when I talk about vision, I'm... I'm I'm talking about God showing you how your life will play out this year. The extent that God can show you the challenges or the seasons you go through and your heart is prepared for it. And he'll give you a word for, give the word for the year, give you words for different areas and seasons of your life, show you either in a vision or a dream or, or through scriptures, however he decides to, or through an impression on your heart, show you what this year would hold. That is a vision. And when you stand upon your watch, he gives you that vision. And then you can now, Pray through it, through with it, and prophesy it. Hallelujah. Okay, so I believe this is clear enough. Um, for for why we are praying. Um, let us start off first by thanksgiving. Okay, and we cannot thank God enough for how He has, how far He has brought us, how far He has brought us. This is year twenty twenty three. I mean, I was just thinking back. Um, I made talking to someone and I just remember, no, no, this, this, this morning, actually early hours of this morning, I was praying and then my heart flashed back to back in when I was school, when I was in school. And I, I just remember things vividly. And I said to myself, wow, God has really been faithful. Time has gone. God has been faithful. And I want us to thank God in the, in, in, with the consciousness of his faithfulness in our lives. Hallelujah. So thank God for this year. Just take a step back. Remember the things that God has done for you all through last year, even up to this year. And I want you to just open your hearts with thanksgiving and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was you that did it. Can we just open our mouths where we are and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're starting off this session with thanksgiving. And I want us to just bless the name of the Lord and say, God, I thank you. Father, we because you are faithful, you are faithful, you are faithful. We bless your holy name. 
Hallow be the name of the Most High God. The one who sees us through the of our life, who sees us from glory to glory, who sees us through the of our life. Oh, for God, I'm a shikali, I'm a raised for the God in the mountain top. He's the same God who is God in the mountain. Oh, the same God who is, uh, who is with you when you were, where in the night city, for the same God who is with you in the days of your life. Can we say thank you? God is faithful. Faithful, he ever been. There is no God like you. There is no one like you. We worship your name. Ara Baba God. Ya Branda Sita Sukari. Ora Gaba Gashanda Diaba. Angola Baba. Brada Gaba Baba. Sanda La Barada. Barabuna, Melendos, Melendos, Rabatina, Rabatina, Bashana, Mani, Radagama, Everlasting power, the one who made the life. Jesus, we bless your name. We come to thank you. We hallow your name. We praise you. We praise you. For you are home. You are home. You are home. You are in the class of your home. You are in the world home. The world home. Akola Masi. Ara ba 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 ba, 
pour out your heart of things. We have prayed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. You can type in your amen so that I know we are we are together. Um all right, you can type in your amen. So I want us to pray next. Uh and this will we'll spend some time praying this. It's a prayer of consecration. Now there's something that you, when you check scriptures, you'll find out that God doesn't use anything that is not consecrated. And this is God. And you know, when we talk about God being a holy God, we are talking about, first and foremost, how exclusive he is. You know, in, in human terms, we we uh, we we talk of VIP, VVIP, and the, the higher the, um, the, the higher the exclusivity you know, the fewer the people that belong there. And God is in the most exclusive class of himself. And so because of that, God doesn't use anything anyhow. Everything that God uses, he must concentrate. He accepts everyone the way they are, but he doesn't use everyone the way they are. And this is something we must, we must differentiate. That Jesus Christ said, come to me, all you who labor on a heavy laden, I'll give you rest. So there's an open invitation to everybody anywhere in the world. But when God wants to use men and women, he doesn't use them as they are. He accepts them as they are, but he doesn't use them as they are. There is a level of consecration that is required before God would begin to use you as an instrument. And as we mature in God, you find out that your 
prayer request changes from God give me to, to God use me. So from it changes from God give me a car, give me a house, give me a husband, give me a wife, give me money, give me whatever, to God use me. God use me, use me to expand your kingdom, use me to heal the hearts of many, use me to provide um, insight to people and wisdom. And when your prayer begins to sound like this, then God places a demand of, of consecration on your life. And so I want us to start off this year with a prayer of consecration, because what God has in store for us this year, he cannot do it, do it rather in our lives without consecration. All right. So let's read Matthew, sorry, Mark chapter two. To explain this uh, prayer point um, well, Mark chapter two. Mark chapter two. Um, I'm, let's start reading from verse from verse twenty. Okay, Mark chapter two, verse twenty. Are we there? Mark chapter two. Verse 20, all right, so it says, but the days will come, this is Jesus Christ speaking, but the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them and then shall they fast in those days. And if you read the verses before, you understand the context, but there's no time for that. Now verse 21 says, and Jesus Christ now speaking the context of fasting and you know praying. He says that no man also sows a new piece of, of new cloth a piece of new cloth on an old garment. No man also sews a piece of new cloth on an old garment. So he says, if a tailor wants to make amendments or do something to, a, to, a, to, a, to an old garment, he doesn't take a new piece of cloth and sew it up onto an old garment. And here's the reason. Else the new piece that filled it up, take it away the old and the rent is made worse. Meaning that, when the new comes upon the old, what happens is that because the new has, has more strength than the old, it will eventually rip apart the old and the, the tear will be worse than even before. Then Jesus Christ proceeds to say, and no man puts new wine into old bottles. Even the new wine, sorry, else the new wine doth burst the bottles and the wine is spilled and the bottles will be mad. Both new wine Sorry, but new wine must be put into new bottles. New wine must be put into new bottles. And God has new wine for us this year. God has fresh things from his spirit. God has fresh experiences and encounters and plans for us. <clears throat> In fact, the Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. So these are the things that God has prepared for us. They are new. But there's one condition we must meet. And the Bible says new wine must be put, must. Look at how it says it in, in verse 22, the last part. It says new wine must, there's no alternative, must be put into new bottles. So the, the new wine is present and that's not the problem. The question now is, are the bottles new? And how do we make ourselves new? Because in this context, we are the bottles, we are the vessels, we are the containers. The wine is a typology of, of the work of the Holy Spirit and whatever that dimension will represent from the Holy Ghost. How do we make these vessels new? The Bible says, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So there's a renewal that goes on as we wait upon the Lord. And we wait upon the Lord 
in prayer and fasting primarily. All right? So I want us to pray that God will make us new. And understand the concept. I know you are a new creature in Christ. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying that God will renew your heart because the foundation for everything God does in our lives is our heart. So we're asking God for a renewed heart to accommodate what he's doing. The heart of last year might not be sufficient to carry what the new thing God is doing. So we need some sort of heart transplant where God renews our heart to accommodate what he's doing. Um, verse 21 says, no man sews a new piece of cloth onto an old, old piece, all right? Or onto an old garment. Meaning what God wants to do, and, and you know, the old garment represents a template or represents a mindset or represents um, the way we think about things or, or, or what we believe. But God is saying that he cannot take the new thing he's about to do and host it upon the old mindset or host it upon the old um, platform in our hearts. That there has to be a change in platform. There has to be a change in orientation. If God wants to expand you by a thousand times, your mindset of last year cannot accommodate that new increase. It has to be changed. So I want us to pray that God will do a renewal in our hearts. That God will renew our hearts so that we can accommodate accommodate the new things that he is doing this year 2022 hallelujah i hope that's clear enough so the prayer point is simple lord walk on my heart and make it new so that i can accommodate the new wine you are pouring this year and you're telling yourself i refuse to be an old wine skin i'm dropping this um the prayers right now in the chat so you uh, do not have to worry um we're praying and we're saying, <clears throat> we're saying, Lord, walk on my heart. And this is why it's a prayer of consecration. Because as you pray, God might begin to flag some things in your heart and says, oh, you are so arrogant. You are impatient. Um, you don't, you are, you are doubtful. You, 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 you know, he begins to flag things. And as he flags, he repent from them. Okay. So that is our prayer point. And the prayer point we're praying, we're saying, you know, we're praying at the moment is, Lord, Walk on my heart, <clears throat> walk on my heart and make it new so that I can accommodate the new wine you are pouring this year. And I refuse to be an old wine skin. Let's uh, make that prayer point again. I'm going to paste this one more time for those that are just joining us. Um, but this is the prayer point. I want us to spend some time praying about this. And don't just pray in a way that you are disconnected from it. Pray with introspection that as you are praying, I am allowing the Holy Ghost to show you the areas where you must change the wine skin. It might be the way you think about money. It might be the limitation you placed on God in a particular area. I want you to pray. As you pray this prayer, allow the Holy Ghost to show you the areas that he wants you to change the wine skin to accommodate that new wine in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a song I want to play, um, a very powerful song, and that will just lead us into our prayer. Uh, it's a song by... It's called New Wine by Bethel Music, I believe. Um, yeah, so yeah, New Wine by Hillsong, sorry, <clears throat> not Bethel Music. <clears throat> so as we pl I'll play the song and we'll just continue praying along with the song and the song will keep on, you know, playing in the background on repeat. But I just want to keep on praying out, praying it from your heart, right? And praying uh, the prayer points which I've just put out. In the name of Jesus Christ. There was
Work on my heart. Work on my heart and make it new so that I can accommodate the new wine that you are pouring in this year, 2023. Let this year not be a year of cliche where we say, oh, God will do great things. We are saying, Lord, work on my heart. Work on my heart. That what you want to do this year, the new wine you are pouring this year, the new wine you are pouring to my family, the new wine you are pouring to my business, the new wine you are pouring to my work with you, the new wine you are pouring to my marriage, whatever area, work on my heart so that I can accommodate that new wine in the name of Jesus Christ and tell yourself I refuse to be an old wine skin. God is doing new things but you are you are your your heart is a, is 10 years behind the current agenda of God for your life. I want you to pray and say Lord work on my heart so that I can accommodate the new wine that you are pouring in this year 2023. The new dimensions, the new expressions of your spirits, the new levels, the new um, instructions and mandates. Lord work on my heart so that I can accommodate it in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what we are praying. Marandos Kizasikalabrasko. And the crushing and the prayer. 
In Jesus' name, we have prayed. <clears throat> In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Uh, please type in your amen um, so that I know we're together. Um, please type in your amen so I know we're together. Uh, and I just, like this prayer point, 
We can't exhaust it today, but I want to show you why we, you should keep praying this, praying this in your own personal time, all right? If you go to the book of Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter, chapter three, Hebrews chapter three, verse seven, all right? Uh, Hebrews chapter three, verse seven says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, saith, today, if you if you will hear his voice, <clears throat> harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the days of in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your father tempted me, proved me, you know, and saw my work for, for 40 days, and goes on and on. My emphasis is on verse, verse 8, the beginning part where it says, Harden not your hearts. And why this pray, why? This prayer point, the last prayer point we just prayed, why it's important is because many times there are the things that God wants to do, they are not hindered because of the activity of the devil. Many times it's not even the devil hindering it. Many times it is the state of our hearts that hinders God from continuing his work um, that he has planned to do. And one of it is hardness of heart. So when we pray and say, Lord, walk on my heart, we're not saying, yes, you are a believer, you are a Christian, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Yes, I know that. But there's something called the hardness of heart. And you can your heart can be hardened towards the things of God. And you may not even know. That's the funny thing. You may not even know that your heart is hardened. You might be repulsive to, him, to, to what God is trying to do in your life. And you keep pushing it back. Even when he comes in your thoughts and brings those things to you, you reject them in your thoughts. And that is hardness of heart. And you may not know that's what's going on. And that's why this prayer is super important, that God will work on our hearts. This year, as this year begins, let God work on our hearts so that the things he wants to do before the end of the year, we will not be the ones to stop it. We would, Our hearts will be fresh to accommodate the new wine. Hallelujah. And because of this, look at what David said in Psalms, all right? <clears throat> Psalm 132, or 139, sorry. Psalm 139, verse 23. Psalm 139, verse 23. And I really want you to pray this over and over. Ask God to work on your heart. There is a prayer I pray often to God. I pray and I tell God, God, help me to do your will. Because if I know on my own, I can't do it. But I pray and say, Lord, help me. And the same I want to pray and say, Lord, help work on my heart. So that if there's anything that will resist the new wine you are pouring, let it be taken away. Work on it. Like a farmer will go to the garden and cut off the weeds so that the, the crops he has planted will grow. Let God go into the garden of your heart and cut off every weed so that his seed will grow in your life. Psalm 139, verse 23, um, 22 and 23 says, or rather verse 23 and 24, says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And this is what, this is a prayer you must pray and give God permission to do. Say, God, search me, try my heart, know my heart. Then he says, and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. When the Bible says wicked way, it's not just necessarily talking about wickedness in the sense that we typically understand it. But you know when the Bible says you you pour us from every evil conscience. So evil there is a guilty conscience, and it's like in the like manner that when the Bible says, "See if there's any wicked way," it's not necessarily in the in, in what you define as wicked may be may not accommodate what God defines as wickedness. 
but God, we need to pray and say, God, you search my heart, walk on my heart. This year, let me let me not be the hindrance to your will and to your plans in my life. All right. So I want us to pray this prayer even in our personal time. And we are likely going to pray this again next week. And as often as God, you know, inspires it in our hearts. Praise God. All right. One last prayer point before we go. Okay. And this prayer is taken from the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter one. This is a very popular scripture, but I want us to, I want to read it from a different translation so that we we um this translation captures the prayer points for us. So Ephesians chapter one, verse 17. I'm going to read from the message translation. Message translation of Ephesians chapter one, verse 17. Um, just a minute, please. Message. <clears throat> All right, are you there? Ephesians chapter one. Um, from verse seventeen. Now, um, message translation lumps like verse fifteen to nineteen. So I'm just going to start from where I think in verse seventeen here. <clears throat> All right, it says um, but I do more than ask. Okay, it says but I do more than ask. I ask, but I do more than think, rather, says, I ask, ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. <clears throat> so Paul's prayer was that God will make these people intelligent and discerning in knowing him. Then he goes on to say that your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he what it is he's calling you to do grasp the immensity of, of this glorious way of life of life he has for his followers oh the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him endless energy boundless joy my the prayer point is in that particular phrase that says your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he's calling you to do. And this is what I want us to pray, that God will make our eyes focused, focused and clear. He will open the eyes of understanding so that we are focused and we are clear. There is no confusion. We are, we are precise in our knowledge. We are focused and we are clear. We know exactly what it is he's calling us to do this year. I want that this year will not be the year of trying many things. This year will not be the year of doing so many businesses without knowing what God is asking you to do. This year will not be the year of jumping from one relationship to another without hearing the voice of God. This year will not be the year of jumping from one job to another without knowing where God has called you to be. No, this year is not the year to be a, a to be a, a, you know, to be a wanderer. This is not the year. This is the year for precision because what God wants to do is a lot. <clears throat> we can't afford to be to wander in our activities. So I want us to pray this. And we are praying and we are saying, Lord, make my eyes focused and clear so that I know exactly what it is you are calling me to do this year in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, Just a moment. Let me paste the prayer points in, in the chat. <clears throat> All right, it says, Lord, make me intelligent and discerning personally. Make my eyes focused and clear so that I know exactly what you are calling me to do. All right, that is our prayer point. Um, 
I'm I'm just dropping it in the chat so we can all reference it when we um when we pray. Sorry, that's number that should be number two, not number one. Um okay, so let me read the prayer point again. Lord, make me intelligent and discerning in knowing you personally. Make my eyes focused and clear so that I can see exactly what it is you are calling me to do. Praise Jesus. All right. So this is our prayer point, And I want to pray, pray this in the next 10 minutes. Okay. <clears throat> Lord, make me focus and clear. Let me see exactly what it is that you are calling me to do in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's lift up our voices as we pray. Lord, make me discerning. Make me discerning. Make me discerning. Make my eyes focused and clear so that I know exactly what it is you are calling me to do. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, make me intelligent in knowing you personally.
and thou wept. Be distracted by a good opportunity. Yes, they may be good, but they are not God of God. are not distracted by possibility and trade. We are focused on what God is showing us that our eyes are open. That is our eyes are open to our exactly what God is calling us to do. Exactly what God is calling us to do. Are you deciding on what job is like for you? Are you deciding whether you Locate or not, this prayer is for you. I decided what you want to make your business for this prayer. That your God make my eyes focus that day. That I know exactly what you are calling Exactly where you are sending me. Exactly what you are asking me to do. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, 
God because you carried us. Thank you, Father, because you carried us. We know we are speaking to God with your life. We thank you for him. Thank you indeed for hearing us. Oh, blessed be your name, oh Lord. Thank you for clarity, for the things that you have asked us to do and for, for clarifying those things in our hearts. Father, we say thank you for making us wise, for making us intelligent and discerning in knowing you personally. Lord, we say thank you. Oh, thank you for granting us clarity such that we see clearly what it what you are asking us to do. We see exactly what you are asking us to do. Oh, Father, we say thank you. Thank you for working on our hearts this year, that we are able to accommodate the full dimensions of new wine you are pouring into our hearts. Jesus, we say thank you. Oh, Lord, we thank you, because this year is not an ordinary year. This year will not go by casually we press into what you have for us this year we say thank you blessed be your name jesus we worship you father hallelujah thank you dear lord for in jesus name we have prayed <clears throat> amen hallelujah amen amen okay thank you jesus all right um so please i really encourage us you can take a screenshot of these prayer points or you can copy them um, if you can, as the case may be. But I want you to pray this from now, pray these two prayer points from now till we meet next Tuesday. Let it be part of your daily prayers, all right? Um, pray these prayer points. Let's, let's, let it, let it, see, pray the prayer points until you leave out, leave the answer of to these prayers. Do you understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> Where you pray it so much and you are so certain of an answer that, your lifestyle, we don't need to ask you whether God answered the prayer or not. We can tell it from your life, all right? So pray this from now till when we meet next week. Hallelujah. Okay, Um. just again, saying some things I said at the beginning, for those of us that weren't here when we started, that all Tuesdays this month will be devoted to prayers. And I shared some of the reasons why, because um, we, everything starts with prayer. <clears throat> And I said, for instance, when when um, John the Baptist announced in um, at the water baptism of Jesus that this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, and everybody was there, the city was there, people were there, top generals in the army, um, the Pharisees, the rulers of the law, the elders of the city. That was enough announcement for Jesus to have gone to start his ministry because now people know him. But Jesus didn't start that way. He went through a period of prayer and fasting before he started. So I'm saying that, I said at the beginning that prophecies may have come, right? And they're exciting, they're great. You have the mind of God. You might even know the mind of God. But if you don't process it in place of prayer, then it will not produce results. And I said again that we are not just, as believers, we are not just called to be optimistic. Optimistic, optim optimism rather is, is, is good. It's healthy for the soul, but you don't change things by being optimistic. You change things by being prophetic. And in prof being prophetic requires that you hear what God is saying so that you can speak only what God is saying. Optimism is general. Oh, things will go, be all right. That's having an optimistic mindset. But being prophetic is speaking directly to situations what God has told you. And you can only be prophetic in the place of prayer. Ezekiel said, I prophesy as he told me, I prophesy what he said. And that's where the dry bones came to life, all right? So we're doing this in the month of January so that we can secure 
direction, get the prophetic um, direction for the for the year, and you know, put things in motion spiritually. Okay. All right. So I hope you are blessed, and I hope this has stirred you up to pray. Um, if you need to spend some time personally praying, please go ahead. And I do encourage everyone of us to take our time to fast. Um, we may or may not um have a fast this month, but we'll, before the end of the month, we'll know how that will, will turn out. But even if we don't declare a general fast on your own, please set out time to fast and wait on God so that you can push through in the pray in place of prayer with stronger spiritual momentum. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. Um, God bless you all. We'll see you next week. Still praying. Um, you invite someone. The year has started. This is not the time to be casual. God has a lot of things to do, and he's doing it with speed. But if you don't keep in step with God, then you'll miss out on you know what God is doing. All right? So please invite someone. Invite a friend. Let us pray together next week, Tuesday. All right? God bless you all. Um, have a lovely night. Just so that I know we're all together, I can drop a goodbye in the chat so that I know we were following um, up to this point. All right. Okay, let me play back our new wine song to sign us out of tonight's session. Oh, thank you. I see your thumbs up, um, Emily. The song, by the way, is called New Wine, just in case you want to listen to it later on. It's called New Wine by Hill, so Hill Song Worship, yes.
spring.